Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Welcome to episode 48 of the Craft to Career Podcast. This is Elizabeth Chapel, the host of the podcast. And this week I have my friend and alumni from the Quilt Pattern Writing course, Kylie Ferens. It's been so fun for me to see Kylie grow her business and she started a magazine like that's a really big deal. So I wanted to have Kylie on the podcast to share what what her business journey has been like and what's coming up in the future. So let's jump in and let me introduce you to Kylie from the Modish Quilter magazine. Kylie, thank you so much for being here on the Craft Career Podcast. It wasn't too long ago since I was seeing you in person at QuiltCon. Yes. And you had, okay, you had a really cool booth, actually. Thank that you. aside, it was a very cool booth. But um, you run Modish Quilter Magazine. Can yes. you tell us a little bit how you got started with a quilting magazine? It's relatively young and new. So how did this come about? Yeah, we've only been around for about a year now. Uh, a little more than a year. Um, we started in January of 2021 and we released a pilot issue just to kind of test the waters and see how it would be received. Um, but I got the idea when I was taking your course, actually, um, I was one of the first group to take your pattern writing course. And there was a section in the course where you talked about different magazines that designers could potentially submit their work to, to be featured in, in, in uh, quilting magazines. And I started going through the list and I have nothing bad to say about any other publication, but I didn't feel like there was one that really embodied what I would want my work to be published in or what I felt a modern quilting magazine should look like. Um, and so, you know, I just having an entrepreneurial mindset, mindset, um, I was like, well, I can do that. I love it. I love I'm just it. Do that. <laughs> so is this entrepreneurial? Tell me more because it, that doesn't, you don't just overnight like, oh, this is my first no. venture. What else yeah. have you done? Um, yeah. So my dad is big on, being an entrepreneur and, you know, just kind of like being a go-getter and just, you know, learn on the go type of guy. And so I feel like I really owe a lot of that to him. Um, he taught me young. So when I was in high school, I first started my, uh, uh, my first business, my first entrepreneurial endeavor. Um, it was hard. My dad was very conservative and he didn't like all of the prom dresses and homecoming dresses that were available to young ladies. And so he suggested that we open up our own little like dress shop that was of more modest dresses. And um, so we ran this little boutique out of my basement for a couple of years while I was in high school. And um, I actually ended up being able to pay for a lot of college with that money. Wow. Um, and then after that, I mean, it's just kind of like one thing after the next, I was a, I was a competitive swimmer for 10 years. And so when I finished, um, high school, I then taught private lessons, um, for several summers after that. And I've done very, I did pampered chef for a little while. I did lip sense for a little bit. And, and then I started doing the long arm quilting, 
And then I started writing patterns. And now here we are writing patterns and editing magazines and (laughs) curating all this stuff. I love it. And I just love that, like, is it hereditary? I don't know this. I'm just going to jump in and do it. You know, I honestly, I think there is a little bit like there's something in a personality that allows you to set aside the fear and to just jump in without looking back. Because I have noticed that, you know, a lot of other people who talk about, oh, I have ideas for this or that. And I'm just like, just do it. Just jump in and do it. You know, like no fears. And they're like, oh, no, I don't think so. And and fear (laughs) holds them back. And I guess, I don't know if it means there's something wrong with people like me <laughs> we just don't have that fear. No, no, no. Um, but not to say that the fear is not there. I'm just, I am able to overcome that fear by making a plan and, you know, making it well thought out and doing my research and um, and then just having that um, desire and drive, I guess, to make it work. Yeah. So for the listeners who don't know or haven't seen your magazine, can you tell how it's different from other traditional magazines? Yeah. So there are lots of traditional magazines out there. And then there are a few more modern magazines as well. Um, But they focus, their focuses are different. So there's Make Modern and they're, they're a digital quilting magazine as well. And they are based out of Australia. They're very pattern heavy. Um, There's lots and lots of patterns in each issue, which is great if that's what you're looking for. Um, Quilt Folk, they are great. They're wonderful. And um, each issue they put out is beautiful, but it's all very uh, much about storytelling and, um, and so anyway, I wanted to create something that was more like your typical lifestyle magazine. You know, I wanted it to be curated to the modern quilter. Um, I feel like in the last two years specifically, the pandemic has brought on a huge surge of new quilters and beginning quilters or just sewists in general. And um, and all these new quilters are wondering where can I go to get like inspiration and, um, you know, new patterns, new ideas. How can I learn more about the community? That's what we want to be. We want to be like the go to place in the modern quilting community um, for all your inspiration for to get to know other people in the community. We usually like to do some sort of interview or spotlight in each issue Um and then we try to bring in lots of new designers and get a good variety of designers and designs um, and, uh, you know, difficulty levels, et cetera. Um, we also really like to include a plant column because me and one of my partners were really into indoor plants and we feel like they're just very, it's, it's a, it's funny. People are like, oh, why plants? But I feel like they're very um, connected in making your home feel fresh and modern. And so we always feature a new little indoor plant. And then we also have a recipe column in each issue that's titled Cook Less, Sew More. Um, <laughs> yes. It's always just like, you know, a real quick, simple recipe that um, that will get you out of the kitchen and back into your sewing room quicker. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fun. I love that. Okay. So for people who are listening who are thinking, oh, I could submit to be in the magazine, what things are you looking for? Um, we are kind of picky. Uh, you know, that's not to say don't submit. Um, we love looking at submissions. Uh, what we are looking for is you know, obviously things that haven't been seen before, done before. We want to see modern look. 
Um, you know, whether that is, uh, I mean, there's all kinds, modern is so, is such a broad term. Um, but basically, you know, fresh ideas, um, geometric or, um, negative space, you know, there's a lot of elements that go into it, but we are happy to, to, um, review any, and sometimes we make suggestions to submissions and, um, that's up to the designer if they feel like tweaking it or not. Um, but we also, we, each of our issues is, has a theme. And so when you go on our website and you look at submissions, there is a list of all of our next, I think our next six to eight issues and the themes, um, that are associated with those issues. So you could go look and see if there's a theme that, you know, strikes a chord with you or your design and aesthetic and submit pattern for that specific issue. Um, and we'd be more than happy to, to try to incorporate that based on a specific theme. And how often do you have an episode? It's not called an episode. <laughs> an issue. <laughs> an issue. How often do you have an issue release? We release um, a new issue every quarter. Okay. Yeah. So that's every three months. I used every to be three months. Yeah. I used to think it was every four months, but no. <laughs> yeah, I know. I always, I always want to say that too. Yeah. Every three months for a year. Um, and that is, been, it's been a good stride for us um, because we do try to make sure that each issue is really curated and, you know, we, we have a theme and all the articles in it go with the theme and we try to make uh, each of the patterns kind of connect to the theme and then there's a project and yada, yada, yada. And so we really want to make sure that it's really well thought out and put together. And so it does take us, you know, the full three months to, and more, plus more, you know, we're working on it in between other, other, um, issues as well. So yeah, it takes a lot of, of, uh, coming together and working with other people to make it come, come to life. Yeah. So I, I do often when I'm teaching a course or talking to people at business and they're like, well, who should I reach out to? Who should I collaborate with? You touched on something that I think is big that you're very picky and you're, it's curated. So I usually recommend that people go and buy some past issues if they want to submit to a magazine. Make sure you're not just like throwing it out there because, and you probably can speak to this more, but people can tell real quick if it's like a pat thing they're sending out to multiple people and you're just going to take anything you can get, or if it's directed to you and they really want to be in your magazine and they know your look and they know that they're a good fit for it. So have you experienced both submissions where it's just like, please take me, take anyone, take me or, you know? Um, I can't, I don't know that I could say that I felt like people were, you know, just, just anybody who was like, you know, dying to be in any kind of publication. I haven't felt like that yet. Um, because we are still pretty new. And so I feel like the people who do find us know are, you know, they know more about us because they've been following along with our journey so far. Um, but we have had to tell some people like, I don't think this is quite the right fit, but you know, and hopefully nobody takes offense. We, you know, you're welcome to submit again or to change the, the design a little bit to fit what we're looking for. Um, which I hate saying, I, you know, I don't want anybody to feel bad or, or upset about it, but, um, but you know, such is the case when you're trying to make something very unique and curated. Yep. And your allegiance is to your customers and making a cohesive right. look and right. I'm and be curious true to the brand. Yeah. I'm curious to see how this process evolves for you as the magazine 
gets older and, you know, has more submissions and all of that. So we'll have to circle yeah. back and down the road and hear how things yeah. have changed. Yeah, for sure. Well, and something else that I was going to mention as well um, is that we did um, create a sampler issue that is free to anybody um, so that you can get a feel for what we are like and what our vision is. Um, and so we really, we really tailored everything in that sampler issue to getting to know us as a, as a company. And even your sampler has evolved, right? You had a different one before yes. and now it's, and how yes. come, what changes? So when there? we first started, when we first had the idea, we made a pilot issue and we just really were kind of dipping our toes into the water and just seeing, you know, what came back. Um, and so when we put that together, it was, you know, we really didn't have, I guess, a clear vision of what we wanted our issues, our magazine and our community to stand for. And, but, but we had a great response. There was a great response for what we put out there in that pilot issue. However, over time, since we have, um, published several full-sized issues and we've really come into a groove of what we are doing. Uh, it came to, it came to a point where the pilot issue was no longer an accurate representation of what we we're doing. And so we would get people like, Oh, I saw the pilot issue. And is that really what, you know, what each issue is like? And we're like, no, no, no. You know, it was just a, a sampling. It was a little issue. It wasn't the full size issue. And so we really had, to, we almost had to kind of like distance ourselves from it um, as we moved forward. So we did, we disconnected or discontinued it. And, um, and then when we were getting ready for QuiltCon, this was our first year going to QuiltCon. And so we decided to create a new sampler issue where we pretty much are introducing ourselves and introducing what the modern quilter looks like. And, um, and in the sampler issue, we talk about like different sections or different types of modern quilters. And then there's like, there, you have to go look, but there's a cute little pattern for each type of modern quilter. And um, anyway, so that is what we, we made for QuiltCon to give away, to give people a taste of what we're like and what each issue, what they can expect from each full size issue. Okay. I mean, it's a lot of work, but yes. Yes. I am curious too, how, how are you marketing your magazine and what's been the most successful so far? We've tried a couple of things. Um, obviously, we spend a lot of time uh, using um, Instagram and we also do Pinterest. We do a lot on Pinterest. But the thing that has been the most successful to us is honestly collaborating with other well-known quilters. Um, we did an interview with Pat Sloan a couple issues ago, and she is a more traditional quilter, but she has a huge following, um, massive following. And so when we interviewed her, she featured our magazine in her YouTube channel and her Facebook groups. And we had a lot of influx with that. So that was really awesome. The other thing that was really great for us was providing free content. People love free stuff. Um, you know, so in addition to paying for a full year subscription, um, we also gave all of our subscribers a Christmas gift or we'll say a holiday gift or Black Friday gift. We, we released it on Black Friday and anyone who subscribed between Black Friday and the end of the year got a free 
pattern, which was our chillin' with my gnomies quilt pattern. <laughs> it was, had the gnomes on it. And it was, it was a huge success that, that alone brought in hundreds of new followers. And so, um, we will definitely be repeating the same process again in the future. So if anybody is already a subscriber or interested in subscribing in the future, you can expect to see that every once in a while we'd like to give out a little gift and say thank you for subscribing. That quilt is so cute. I saw it at QuiltCon and it's, that's chilling with my nomies. I didn't know yes. it was called that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Love been it. really popular. In fact, some people have been a little, a little, um, what's the word? A little grumpy with us because it's not available separately and that we were only Excellent. giving it to our, yeah, that it was kind of exclusive. So people were a little snippy about it. Um, but, but, you know, it doesn't bother me. It was a gift and, you know, you should be proud of that. If people want it, that's what you want. You want people to want more. So, and the exclusivity is great. Like exactly not to be a jerk, but to create demand, it's a good marketing tactic. So bravo. Well done. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, people will be happy to know that we are going to release it soon. Um, and we're going to do a quilt along with it. So if anybody Ooh. loves the Nomi's pattern, get ready. <laughs> awesome. So you yourself, you write patterns and you have a very distinct modern look. It's clean. It's crisp. How did you find that look? Have you always had that? I would love to hear that process for you. Um, you know, I don't really know. <laughs> I'm not sure that I have like a very specific answer for that. Um, I think I just kind of grew into it. Uh, you know, I, I've been making quilts for probably the last 10 years now. And, um, I always gravitated towards more modern quilts, but wanted quilts that felt more artistic and not just quilting. Uh, I don't know, not, not traditional, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, and plus I was a, I was a long armor for several years and I love playing with negative space when I'm quilting quilts. So I like to design patterns that have a lot of negative space so that you can play more with the quilting, um, aspect of it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that really answers the question, but that <laughs> is kind of how my design has evolved. And I just gravitate towards all the like geometric shapes and angles and, and that sort of thing. Well, and to, I mean, to be successful, you have to have a look and you yeah. just did coming out the gate. I remember someone else was like, you know, who's really going to make it is Kylie. She's got a look. I was like, she does. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> and you also did retreats before. Yes. Like a quilting retreat. You're in West Virginia. I know you've talked about wanting to buy a historic building, which please yes. do that because oh, one I day. Want to come. it's on the yes. bucket list. <laughs> yes, on my bucket list is for you to do that too. <laughs> so, um, what can you tell us what those look like and when, if you think you'll do them again? Yeah, so the quilt retreats was a lot of fun. Um, I started doing those because. So my mother-in-law is a big quilter and she lives out in Southern Utah and there are so many options for quilt retreats. And I feel like every other month she's off at another quilt retreat. And I was so jealous. Like I want to get together with friends and quilt. And so, um, you know, in looking for options around here, there just really wasn't like a recurring one in on, out here in the East. And so I decided to start doing one. And so I, I did it for three 
four years if you count the pandemic, but that one got pushed back. So <laughs> I've done three now. Yes, three. Okay. Um, and they were so much fun. Um, it was so great. We had people from mostly the East Coast come, but we also had people from all over coming um, to the retreats. And we would, uh, the first couple we did like a mystery quilt where everyone just brings their fabric and it's already cut out. And then I give them like a few steps at a time. So you don't know what you're making. And then the end, everyone has their own version of the same pattern. And that was a lot of fun. We brought in some teachers. We had Brittany from Lo and Behold. She came to, um, to one of our retreats and also Kelly Marshall from Simply Macbeth came, um, and where we just do kind of little, uh, new techniques or learn something about that quilter's designs and made one of their patterns. Um, but the best part of it is just getting together with like-minded and like-passioned people and quilting to our heart's content. And <laughs> you get some people that are early birds and they're up by, you know, five or 6 a.m. in the room quilting. And then you've got the night owls who are up until midnight or later <laughs> quilting. Um, and it was just so much fun to see how everybody could come together and be so involved and and compassionate and um, loving towards everyone there at the retreat. And you really come away with some great friendships um, that you may not have had before. Um, so that it's been a really fun process for me, but it is so much work. And mm -hmm. I, if you follow along on Kylie's quilt room, you saw that I had some issues with last year um, planning my retreat. One of my, my locations canceled on me last minute and having to like redo that. And anyway, it was just so much work last year and I do have four children and my youngest is only a year and a half. And so, um, with Modish Quilter and Kylie's Quilt Room and the quilt retreats and the kids and the home and blah, 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 blah. It just became <laughs> a little too much for me. And so this year I'm really trying to focus on, um, just not being, not stressing myself out and, kind of taking a step back and doing, you know, focusing on the things that I really want to pursue. And where I, whereas I love the quilt retreats, I'm going to be taking a step back from that for the next year or two, at least until my kids, my youngest is in school. And then maybe I can revisit it and do quilt retreats again, but just trying to focus on what on right now, what I think is the best um, avenue for me is Modish Quilter. So I'm really putting most of my effort into Modish Quilter. Awesome. And I mean, my brain is going a hundred miles per hour. You could do a retreat. That's a modish quilter retreat yes, or one where you're sure. recruiting people to be in the magazine. I mean, so many, yes. but you know, we share a similar brain where it yes, doesn't shut I know. off. It's hard. I have to tell myself to just stop every once in a while. Like <laughs> you need to put a lid on it and circle back another time. <laughs> right. Just focus on what's right here, right yes. now. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Yes. So if you could share best tips for an entrepreneur out there, yeah. what advice do you have? Don't let fear hold you back. Um, I really, you know, people say, oh, I could never do what you do. Or how do you do what you do? Honestly, I don't know. I didn't like have, you know, when people ask, what do you do for the magazine? I'm the editor in chief. I'm, you know, I do marketing. I do email marketing. I do you know, networking and working with sponsors. I do, I didn't know how to do all of this stuff before I started. Um, you know, I just started with an idea and, you know, I just take it one step at a time. What can I do today to learn how to do this? And, you know, so in the beginning it was like, okay, I'm, I'm starting a magazine. How do, how do I legally make this a business? Okay. Start with that. Okay. I need partners. 
who do I need to bring in to help me? Cause I can't do it alone. So, okay. I got partners. Okay. Now let's divvy up our responsibilities. You know, you really just have to go for it. I mean, you won't get to the end of your life and regret going for it and doing, you know, trying the things that you were passionate about, but I would regret not doing those things. Um, so yeah, I guess just don't let fear hold you back and give it a shot. What could, what could be the worst outcome? It doesn't work. Okay. doesn't work. Right. You're off. You're just where you were when you began, you exactly. know, you're no yeah. worse off. Right. But at least you tried. Right. Yeah. And you learn something and exactly. you'll, so you do leave with experience and knowledge and. Right. It's not a total loss if it doesn't work out. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> and all right. Can you share any teasers of what's ahead for Modish Quilter? Oh, well, yes. Well, I did share that we're probably, we're, we are going to be doing a quilt along for the gnomes. And I have hinted that we will be giving away free things in the future. Um, but we are also uh, branching out into possibly some other avenues that you can look forward to in the future. Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but um, you can possibly see an app coming from us in the near future. So you have to be on the lookout for that. You can join our newsletter so you know exactly when that happens. <laughs> if, okay. If you want, but you know. <laughs> Very cool. So how does one join the newsletter? Um, on our website, it pops up or you, there's a thing at the bottom. You can sign up for the newsletter and stay in touch with us. Modishquilter.com? Yes, modishquilter.com. Okay. And for our listeners, they know where the magazine is. If they want to follow your personal quilting pattern account, which one is, where is that? That's Kylie's Quilt Room. Okay. And I still remember the fiasco about choosing oh, a name. <laughs> we won't go it. Well, without saying the so name. Hard. I, I, I don't even like choosing names for my children when they're born right. because <laughs> I just feel like it's such a, like a, such a burden. Like this is the rest of your life. You're going to have to live with this name. And <laughs> it's a commitment, you know, it is. it is. It's such a commitment. And, and people will associate you with this name or this business name. And, and what do you want it to, anyway, I have, I, I'm glad I'm done naming things for now. <laughs> well, you did a good job. They're both really great, I think. Kylie's Quilt Room and Modish Quilter. And then I am curious, you mentioned at Quilt Retreats, there's the night owls and the early birds. Which one are you? I'm a night owl. Okay. Me too. Yeah, wow, it sure. turns out we have a lot in common. Yeah, mm -hmm. I am no good at getting up early. I would much rather stay up until midnight. Same. I keep trying to reprogram that and it's like my body's like, why? Why are you doing that? While I get on a kick where I'm like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get up early and go to bed early. And it just, my husband is also a night owl. And so it oh. really just does not help. <laughs> <laughs> See, when I travel West, you go a couple of hours and it's like, oh, I'm tired at a reasonable time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I also have the problem, maybe you have this problem too, but I have a hard time getting my brain to shut down at night. Mm -hmm. And so if I work too late at night, I do not sleep well that night. I'm very restless and I keep waking up thinking about work. And <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, it's a, curse really. It is, it is. I know a blessing and a curse. So I, yeah. I've learned that like I have to by 10, 10 30, I have to stop and like watch a, a 30 minute TV show or do something mm -hmm. mindless before I go to bed. Otherwise it's a chaotic night. <laughs> yeah. I'll even, I usually fall asleep listening to an audible book okay. and I can't listen to business ones because it'll start me going. I'm like, yeah. oh, da, 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 da. so I can't, yeah. I just have to, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Too stressful. Uh, I know. 
<laughs> well, this was so fun. It's you're just such a great person and friend. Oh, thank Thanks you. for being you here. Too. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Kylie, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. It was so fun having you. I absolutely love all that you're doing. Love chatting entrepreneurial things. And so fun to see someone from the Quilt Pattern Writing course just taking off and running with their business. If you are interested in joining the Quilt Pattern Writing course, it opens every September, but you can join the wait list. There's a link in the show notes or go to my website at quilterscandy.com and go to the tab that says courses, click on the Quilt Pattern Writing course and you can join the wait list and I'll be sure to stay in touch as we get closer to the launch of that. Also, be sure to check out the sampler version of the Modish Quilter magazine. There is a link in the show notes. You don't want to miss that. And again, Kylie, thank you so much for being here. Next week on the podcast, we have a guest who owns a virtual assistant company. If you are looking for a virtual assistant, she is your person. So be sure to come back next week to learn all about virtual assistants, how to hire one, what they do. And until then, have a wonderful week. 